And we're live. Good. Yeah. Glad to How be How you here. doing, Paul? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm mentally and physically drained today. As that. per usual. Yeah. No, I understand. Yep. Nothing. No, uh, nothing no John this week. He's at a convention. I forget which one. I forgot the name of it. Indie it's PopCon, not I think. Indie PopCon. And it's in Indianapolis? Or am I just mixing I up the word indie? So. Okay. It's I a don't it's a convention I had never heard of. So And then yeah. and then he's off to PAX. Yes, which, next week. Which is funny, like I took this PAX off after go after going to a few of them in a row. And yeah. it, it's like everyone decided to go to this one. <laughs> <laughs> but oh well. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Oh well. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh what's what's new with you? Anything cool in the last week? I finally started up um Oh my god, Only Murders season 3. Nice. I was I was wondering if I was just going to leave it because I like to binge that show. And yeah, same problem that ev ev like episode 1 ended. I was like, well, I got to watch episode 2. Episode 2 ended. I'm like, oh, I got to watch 3, but like my girlfriend needed to go to bed cuz she worked the next day, so I was sure. like, okay, that's going to at least force me away so that we can like get a couple more in the next episode. I just I just finished the latest one for it was pretty good. That was a good episode. Yeah. Um, I think you need to check out After Party if you're After enjoying Party. some like comedic murder mystery show. That's the other one. That's also season two is happening right now so that you have a full season of the, that one. And then the second season you can also watch. I think you'd be into it. OK, I yeah, I've seen ads for After Party and stuff, so that might be something we check out. Definitely recommended. Yeah, I'm watching both of those shows right now. And Ahsoka. I've only seen the first episode. There's two of them right. out. Um, but yeah, lots of oh, TV I, right now. Did that only start this week, though? Did they just release two on the jump? They released it two. Okay. It, gotcha. This week, they released two. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. So I, I'm liking it. I feel like I would get a lot more out of it if I had any familiarity with this character because I didn't watch... I didn't watch Clone Wars or whatever, any of the cartoons she was in. Sure. Um, but yeah. I'm liking it. It looks good. Um, you know, she's got cool. two lightsabers. Yep. True. So looking forward cool. to the remainder of that for sure. Nice. Um, but in terms of stuff going on with me in the last week, uh, would you like to hear about my time at PlayStation? Yeah, so you can finally talk about that. I can I guess, finally talk about out. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is out. Um, not this this week. the The video went live. If people didn't see on like on like my Twitter and stuff, I got to put up a video of PlayStation's new handheld device. But I I went to PlayStation last week and I just couldn't talk about it. I you know I I teased Paul and John about it, so, but I, I wasn't allowed to talk about it or tease that I went there. But yeah, I got to go to the headquarters, which was pretty cool. The lobby, they have one of every console they've put out, including every, like, iteration, I think. Maybe right. they didn't have all of the PS2s, because there was, like, a lot of different PS2s. But they had, like, they had every PSP. Um, you know, they had multiple versions of, of the PS4 and stuff, so that, that was just pretty cool to see all of that. But, so I was just, like, you know, I was there with someone from work who was with the camera and he's like, yeah, you know, I've been here before. Whereas I'm just kind of like losing my mind being like, he, 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 this is so exciting. <laughs> he's also not like a game person. Whereas this, you know, this is my oh, wheelhouse. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. And it was also a little nerve wracking cause I had to do some like stand up a roll to camera while like PR people were also in the room just watching. And I'm already like not great with like d doing the on camera stuff. I do. I don't do a ton of it. So mm. just having like an audience was also super weird. But anyway, that that oh, video sure. turned out turned out really well. Um, cool. And like, yeah, and no, it was yeah. it was fun seeing because like, you know I woke up and it had already gone live because of the embargo date, and I was just seeing like you know people kind of learning about it, you know the public learning about it on Twitter and stuff. Wario sixty four <laughs> linked my video in like his announcement tweet quote unquote so that was just cool i was like nice i was looking on like reset era to find like the you know the thread that's obviously talking about it and people are like 
going through my video and stuff so i'm just seeing my face and stuff in the reset thread it was just it was wild <laughs> being like these are you know these are the forms that i often look through and now i'm actually generating the content that nice. these people are now discussing so that was a cool feeling there was even yeah, a very awesome. brief moment where i was going to get interviewed for a tv station to talk about the device um, oh, because I wow. guess I get okay. well, I guess some of our reporters, some of our t- our typical hosts do this thing kind of regularly. Um, but I guess also TV stations are apparently chaotic and they like double booked it. So it fell through actually kind of quick. But there was like there was like 15 minutes there where I was like, it's cool. I'm going to be on TV tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so I did have a happen. question for you. Yeah, because you said that they had the like every console or whatever. Yeah. And Astro's. Uh, what? Not playroom? Is it playroom? The one that I played, the playroom. the new at playroom. They have like a bunch of stuff that I remember talking about on here that I've never even seen in the wild in my life, like a PSP microphone or something like that. Sure, the, yeah. Like just, did they have any of that like on display? No, did you? They didn't have any okay. of the accessories. It was just the the handhelds and the consoles. Okay. Gotcha. So, so you know, Astro's Playroom is is a more complete. Well, I wouldn't say complete because it's it doesn't have everything there, but it definitely has right. some of the weirder stuff, which is fun because it's like here's a super like high res 3D model we put together of this accessory from the PS One. Like, right? Yeah, that's 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 a fun love letter that game for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, they might have some of that stuff throughout the office. I literally oh, was I'm in sure the lobby. Do. Went through yeah. like two hallways into a pretty empty room that had like a couch and a TV hooked up to do this this uh, demo um, for the the portal and and the the head the new headphones and stuff coming out. It, it is funny. So yeah, it's called the PlayStation Portal, which makes it the PSP again. The PSP, uh, which I yep. thought was was pretty funny. Anyways, we'll talk more about it in, in detail when it comes on on news. But I just thought I'd share some like behind the scenes kind of stuff. And if you had any questions about, you know, what it's like going to PlayStation, we could, that now is a good time. So were people happy looking like, did you look around and people are like, yeah, I love working here. Were they like, it's smacking the keyboard. Just trying to, you know, get there wasn't done. a ton of people in the office, which I'm not surprised because it's right. 2023. <laughs> so, uh, I also got there. Like, you know, my point was from like four to five. So people were kind of like leaving the office at this point. Um, oh sure and then the people that i was interacting with the most time they were all smiles because they were like pr people so of course they're going to be all smiles yeah no for sure okay cool so you know hey here's hoping i get to review that thing fingers crossed yeah uh but hey let's do the podcast it's top time perspective for august 24th i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck and paul what have you been playing this week Oh, dude, so much Baldur's Gate. I'm a chunk into Act 2 now, so it's been literally just Baldur's Gate every single night for the last, at least week. Uh, the other, the last two days I haven't really because I've been catching up on, uh, on Gamescom stuff, which I'm sure there's probably stuff about later. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that. Sure. Yeah, Baldur's Gate, man. Holy hell, <laughs> there is so much in that game. And I think the thing that is amazing to me so far is I'm now, I think, 30 to 40 hours somewhere in there in. And there hasn't been like one miss with the voice acting and writing for me where I was just like, oh, that was kind of like a lame line or that was like not very good. It's been solid the whole time. Like what type of black magic are those people doing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so when the game launched, there was some discourse. I think it was over like an IGN video about like this is like the the new bar that games should be now. Um, uh, yeah, triple A games specifically, because I I don't think anybody expects indies to be able to do this. Well, I, <laughs> I hope and I'm falling down on the side of I th- I don't think it, you can expect many games to do this because there was a lot going for Baldur's Gate three. It was in early access for a long time. Right. So if you can definitely expect companies to not be beholden to people rushing their game out and letting them have time. But that's a business thing. That's not a. Yeah, I, I just feel like if you know, if you, if you come down on the side of like this is the new like the new bottom line, this is what you should be trying to to 
to hit every time at, at the least, then you, what you're saying is you want every game to go into early access and you want to pay for games ahead of time when they're unfinished, which that could be a stance for you for sure. But that's what you're asking. I mean, for, I right? do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's also one of those things where I don't recommend people ever buy an early access because you usually get a broken ass product. I mean, it, it is a gamble. That's literally the entire point of it. But, you know, it can be really great, too, because they get to take all this feedback. They get to work on the game while bringing some money in. Like, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 is clearly a success of that. Hades, clearly a success of that. I'm sure there's other ones that I can't think of at the, at the top of my head right now. But yeah. sometimes it, it absolutely is a, is a great idea. But I've also, also been hearing, Baldur, though, Baldur's Gate 2 is kind of garbage the way it's made. Because I finally hit the, like, points where... Oh, this literally just bricked me and I have to find an auto save from three hours back to like catch up and sort of like Baldur's Gate is still kind of a giant piece of shit technically in a lot of ways, because of course it is. It's a huge game. So it's it's really just, though, it makes a really solid first impression because that's the thing that was in early access is the like first like 30 hours of the game or whatever. Yeah. So. And I, and I have been hearing the later in the game you go, the buggier it gets because I heard Act 3 was almost unplayable for some people, yeah. which is um, sad. <laughs> and I mean, it's also kind of a perfect storm for this team. You know, they did both the Divinity games, which are yeah. Baldur's Gate adjacent. And then they get to. So sure. if anything, like this is their third shot at a D&D, you know, quote unquote clone, depending on which uh ip we're talking about so it's like there's a lot of things that had to line up for baldur's gate 3 to t- come out as good as it did and you know good for them and good it's still broken <laughs> in a lot of ways it's still broken but it's broken in a way that we all love i'm still playing it i actually have not played a ton of it this week um i'll, I'll get into what i was playing but i played a little bit more i'm still in act one i just got to the yeah the under something, I think. Yeah, the underdark. Well, under have dark. fun di- dying all the time. Fuck the <laughs> underdark. I hate that place so much. That's I got to do that. That's the next thing to do. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it, really, for me. Okay. Um, I have been playing uh, Immortals of Avium. I got a code for this early. This came out earlier this week, and I I talked to you a little bit about this. Last week, I got a super weird bug, which I guess is only happening on the Xbox Series X, where the mm. game is super dark and also really high contrast. Um, so it yeah. looks really ugly. Did they fix and, that with the day one patch, at least? No. Oh, fuck, man. That sucks. Because um, <laughs> you were hoping for that. I dude. was hoping for that for sure. And yeah. I'm in their like reviewers Discord channel, and, and one of the either devs or PR, I don't know exactly who it was, had said that they're going to be adding in gamma controls. That's kind of the craziest thing is you go into the display settings and there is nothing there except for, do you want the colorblind mode on or off? That is the entirety Mm. of their display settings. Um, Which is, which is kind of wild. And I did, so, you know, it's been out for a couple days now. Um, And like I said, they said they're going to put in some, some gamma settings so you can try and adjust around this. And they're also, they were also trying to figure out how why this is happening because it's not happening to like everyone. Um, so it's been out for a couple of days and I, I started Googling because maybe some like f- users or whatever came up with a solution. They s- fix it. And I found one guy who did a video. I guess his channel is all about like telling you recommended HDR settings for various games. Okay. Which this game, yeah. I guess, doesn't support HDR, <laughs> which is that's another weird thing is I c- if I turn the HDR on my TV off, the game looks a little less dark like it's a little more easy to read things um okay sure but it's still it's still pretty rough this guy he's like here's here's a way you can fix it and i guess what causes the bug is when you first launch the game it says hey before you even start do you want the colorblind mode on or off and if you like i i I wasn't able to like read the text and it's so long since i saw it if you like interact with the screen it causes the bug whereas instead you just have to like hit B or something to get past that screen. I, I can't exactly Weird. tell you. Yeah. And then it's going to be fine. But the only way to get back to that setting where it's like the game is re- you're playing it for the first time is to delete your save. And I'm not cool. doing that. Like I'm like yeah. 10 hours into this game. <laughs> like, so I was just like, nope, 
I'm good. I'm going to pass. I'm not even going to risk like maybe if I like move it onto like a USB stick and then delete it. But if I bring the USB stick back, is it going to like reset it to like the old bug? I'm not even wor- I'm not. No. <laughs> yeah. So Anyways. it sounds like with even with this problem, you're 10 hours into this game. So you must well, like parts. of I, I like playing it. I, okay. I just wish it looked good because I'm I was literally at a part for like a day or two where I stopped playing because it was indoor. Anytime I'm in a shadowy area like a cave or indoors, I cannot yeah. see what I'm doing. And I got gotcha. to a part that was heavily shadowed and I was like, I don't even know how to get through this. And I managed to turn the HDR off and kind of like walk into walls and I got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm in like a bright area because I'm trying to get some progress done. Because like I don't know if you know this, but games are mm-hmm. coming out. I need this to be in They've the rear view out, mirror. Man. Like, <laughs> I, I, need, out. <laughs> I need, I need to get this off my plate sooner or later. I can't just be halfway through this game. Um, sure, yeah. So it's so I've just kind of been like muscling my way through it, and it looks ugly, which is a bummer because I actually think it's really fun. I like the combat a whole bunch. Uh, you know, mm. I learned about this at Summer Game Fest. It's the combat feels good. You get all the different powers. You get a double jump and a hover. That's awesome. Like hover is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like in there. It, it is pretty <laughs> great. Uh, you can. So you get three spells. They're all color based and it kind of ends up being like the blue spells like your first one. It's kind of like a rifle. Red spells kind of a shotgun. And then the green spells kind of a machine gun. Um and it's fun. The, the the green one, the first one you get, it has maybe like 30 bullets and you can just hold down the trigger and shoot them all pretty quickly. After that, you can get one that just has like a magazine of 80 and you're just like launching wow. magic spells it, like it's oh, it feels so good. It feels absolutely super good. And I just wish it looked better. It's just it's such a weird bug. I've never seen this before. Um, and, it, and it's a bummer because so like, you know, they were kind of giving some some rough estimates of how long they think the game is. If you just mainline it, if you go for any, if you go for like a collectibles and everything, it's like 24 yeah. to fit 40 hours. Like it's a, it's not a short game. Jesus. This game wants you to explore. And there's a Metroidvania aspect of like, Hey, you should go back to the other areas with your new powers. Cause it'll open up other sides and you can find more chests and stuff like that. But every time hmm. I'm exploring, it's like, Oh, what's behind this house? Oh, a bunch of dark, dark shadows. Well, Okay, I guess I'm not going to explore because I can't see if there's something here or not. And that's that's a bummer because this this bug is making me not want to explore and just go through the story. And I would like to spread out a bit, but I just I I literally cannot see what I'm doing if I go off the lit path. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. So I'm hoping it gets fixed soon. I still have half the game to play. I'm I'm liking it. I think the. um the, I think the voice acting, I think the the characters are are pretty good. The main character, especially, as well as the captain, who I cannot remember the name, Car Carcan, something like that. The the woman, I think the performances are pretty enjoyable. <clears throat> so I do think it's a cool game. Um, it seems like absolutely no one is talking about this thing. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I've seen from a couple people is wait for a sale, and like I didn't really look more into it because I have too many th- other things to play i didn't really care what what their opinion was on it it's like yeah okay, fine it's good it enough. is a packed month it's just gonna get worse so it's kind of hard to recommend this i do think this game is is pretty cool but yeah absolutely like when things clear up i think it would be worth coming back to um because I, yeah. I do i am enjoying my time with it i just I, most of the I, I doubt you'll get the bug i'm getting so what I should probably do sure, is just yeah. break out the Series S and play it on that because maybe it because I've only been hearing that the, the X has this bug. But That's then I got to so get weird. it out of the closet and plug it into the TV. And then it's like, here's my Immortals box. I'm like, I don't want to do that, man. Like, I'll just I'll just play Baldur's Gate 3 for a bit. And you'll ha- you'd have to download it, too, right? Onto the S. Yeah, which is so not an issue. I even deleted it off the X and redownloaded just to see if that would fix something. Oh. Like I got I got Internet yeah. for days, man over here like it downloads i got fast <laughs> internet so that's not an issue mm. but yeah anyways that's immortals of avium uh that's pretty much cool. all i've been playing this week uh all right, so let's cool. do some news there's a whole bunch we talked about at the top of the show let's talk about the portal so yeah this is what um project q was as it was originally uh titled is now the, the playstation portal the headphones also got named uh if the earbuds are the pulse explorer 
the headset, which we didn't know about, but they it was part of the the whole demo thing. They're, they're updating their Pulse 3D headset. It's now called the Pulse Elite. Um, have you been reading any of the info news stories about the portal? I have not, because I'm hoping you're going to tell me about it. Frankly, yeah, can, this is I not can. for me. I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Like the videos I put up, they're doing super well. And it's because in the comments, everyone is kind of shitting on this thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, fi- I figured so that would probably be. Let's get let's thing. get the, the info and, and the kind of the good news out of it. It's 200 yeah. bucks. Which I think it's I think that's pretty decent. I um, like I know a lot of people are expecting more. I still think that's way too high. But again, this isn't for me. So <laughs> this was pretty much like the low end of what I could have seen them going with. I could not have seen them going lower. Um, yeah, a lot of could, people I, said that too. PlayStation, I absolutely could have seen them going higher. Like, yeah, easily. for sure. Um, but they're going lower. It's not an OLED screen; it's an LCD. I'm sure that's helping bring the, bring the price down. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. It is what we saw in that leaked video. It is two halves of a DualSense attached to an eight-inch tablet, touchscreen, sixty hertz. It has all the functionality of the DualSense. It feels just like using a DualSense, except the uh, the thumb pads, the analog sticks, are a little smaller, I noticed, and I asked the rep about that. Mm. I guess it's the PSVR 2's analog sticks, which I haven't used oh, one of those weird. in person, so I didn't I didn't know about that one. So anyways, cool. and yes, it is just a streaming device. That's yeah. all it can do. When it is not connected to your PS5, you cannot do anything with this. One thing I learned about afterwards, just from some other people, I didn't ask about it, so, uh, but I was just seeing, uh, I guess some other people did ask about it. PlayStation Plus, um, yeah. that the highest tier gets you access to cloud streaming. Okay. You can't use that with this. Wait, what? Yeah. So, I, so like, it is, I it don't, is, I don't know who this is play, for. <laughs> it is remote play for your PS5. But even That's though it. Sony has servers to support a, a, a small bit of cloud streaming, this yeah. does not connect into that. This has to connect to your PS5. Okay. So, like, I, I think I know the answer to this. That there's no chance of, like, a YouTube app or something. Like, this doesn't connect to the internet where you could, like, use an app or whatever. Correct. It's only through the PlayStation. It, there is nothing to do with this. Unless it is connected to know. your PS5. I mean, if you have it remote, if you have it for. remoted to your PS5, you can then it, it, it is PS5. literally like using yeah, yeah. your PS5. It, it yeah, is, yeah. It'll yeah, just yeah. mirror it onto your thing. Absolutely. So you could watch YouTube that way. You could watch a movie that way. As long as you, your PS5 is connected to it. If you take the, if you disconnect it from the PS5, this is a paperweight. Man. That. It's, it's weird to even say because, again, like, I don't care about this thing, but that's disappointing. Like, that's it. It seems like the easiest thing you could have done is like, yes, most of the functionality is when you connect it to the PS5. But also, like, we might release an app or two for it one day and it can standalone connect this. Like, the fact that it doesn't do that is insane to me. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, looking at its size... It is much closer to a Steam Deck, and the Steam Deck is not the most portable friendly thing. Like when I travel, mm. it's like, do I have enough on my Steam Deck to warrant bringing it? Because right now the the switch is slim. I can slide that in a bag yeah. real easy. The Steam Deck, yeah. it can do more, but it's like it is going to take up more space in my bag. So that is always a consideration I am having. This and I mean, is you have the play day. Why would you ever need anything else anyway? Hey, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's got a crank. None of these have a crank. Like, what are you? Yeah. Even, um, and was and the play date was close to 200, wasn't it? But that was like, you gotta be like a weirdo. You gotta be like really into video games. You have to be a certain person for sure for that yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the general, like the last line of my video and the article I wrote is basically like, you know, I already remote play and play my PS5 in bed. I do that. Yeah. It's a good experience. I yeah. don't know if what they're giving here is going to warrant me spending $200 for something I can kind of already do. And yeah. they are they were trying to say like this is this is going to be an improvement on remote play. It is not an app you are going to launch and have to connect each time. You turn this thing on and it's ready to go. 
that that is cool i don't know if that's worth 200 dollars for me because right now with my steam deck i can connect to my ps5 in like 30 seconds i i think maybe i was think so it seems like maybe what we're thinking about which makes more sense to us and me specifically is uh if that this was going to be maybe not a com- direct competitor to like a switch or something but something along that lines where it sounds like they have always thought no this is a controller with a screen on it and that's all it was ever going to be it's yeah, going to be this just an upgraded controller this is the wii u gamepad that is just what this yes. is um i'm sure yes. you know to make to make a switch competitor you'd have to put a lot more in here i'm sure it would have cranked that price up a they would lot have more. To, they yeah. would have had that sh- it would ha- it would have to probably look different because you would you know you I, who, do you want it to be this big is the, is this thing even that portable think about cases like this is a weird shape this thing does not scream to me portable put this in a yeah. bag like the the steam deck barely does this one does not look like it's to put it in a bag it's um, funny because just talking it through to myself just now i actually see more of a use for this now in that like I would probably between this and like an Xbox Elite controller for like the hundreds dollar range or whatever, I'd probably buy this as like another controller or whatever, because that that is just like a a controller with a screen in it. And I would probably use that more than like being able to like have extra buttons on the back or something like that. So it if I think about it as an extra controller that I'm spending way too much money on, it makes a little more sense to me, but I would never do that anyway, so. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they even have an extra controller, a pro controller, if you if you really need that. But, yeah, no, this is for, the TV is being used, you want to yeah. play your PlayStation somewhere else in the house, here's an option. You saying the Wii U tablet actually made this make sense in my head. It's like, oh, you're right, that is what that is, actually. That, it's okay. the Wii U, it is 100% the Wii U tablet. Okay. It's, but again, like, Sure, this is going to be a really nice way to remote play your PS5. That's I it, have though. nice ways to re- to play my PS5, and yeah, I I don't I don't like like because here's the thing, and I can almost see like if I get, if I get one of these to like review them, I can almost see the line like there's a good chance you are watching the video I am filming right now on a phone. I have looked at our YouTube analytics. I can see the devices being used. You're probably watching this on a smartphone. Yeah, you don't need to spend two hundred dollars. You can if do you what already, I'm doing better. If you already have a PS5, which you will need to use yeah. this, that means you have a Dual Sense. You can connect your Dual Sense to the smartphone you own, and you've got it. Yeah. All you need yeah. now is a seven dollar clip from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Exa- exactly. It's, I like. I. I really. I'm. I don't know who the person is where it's like, this fits in my life perfectly. Like, why would you be so against just using your phone, using your tablet, using your laptop, using your computer? You know, even if you don't have a Steam Deck, yeah. Steam Decks are expensive. I get that. But like there yeah. are, you know, like it's weird. It almost seems like yeah. Sony's kind of shooting it in the foot coming out. Like, I'm curious what the sales of this thing are going to be like. And if it and if they're bad, then it's mm-hmm. like that's like three in a row, Sony. Like, yeah, y- you would think after kind of coming out with two failures and it's like, let's try something completely different, but also wrong. I don't even I don't know. It's a weird device. Yeah. On the other end of it, like it's it's nice, like it's doing a good job at what it's doing, but it's like that use case is just so narrow. It's like, yeah, it's cool, but I don't think you need it. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things that if I had it, I would probably use it every now and then, but I would never like seek it out or ask somebody to buy it for me for like a present or something <laughs> like. But like if someone just gave me one, I would probably use it a couple times. I do think um, Sony deserves like, a, you know, a round of applause for getting the price at, as low as they did. Because I'm sure at one point someone sure. was like, what about what about two ninety nine? But someone, but that's written on a, a whiteboard somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about Gamescom. It's happening right now. We had Jeff Keighley's opening night live live stream. Uh, did you watch any of this? I did. I watched all of it. <laughs> yeah, I watched all of it as well. I'm gonna just say, 
I don't think anything brand new really grabbed me. I mean, the thing that grabbed me is a teaser saying, hey, Killing Floor 3 is coming. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm going to install Killing Floor 2, baby. <laughs> like, that was basically okay. what I... Well, I got the my, list oh, and Little here. Nightmares 3 was also... I got the me. list here of, of trailers and stuff, so let's just go through. If, if something, you know, interested you, called out, you called Little Nightmares 3. One thing I didn't know, and I don't know if it's just for the third installment, has it always been super massive? Mm. Yeah, well... I don't know. It's always been Bandai Namco as the publisher. publisher. I don't remember, though. Because Supermassive, I just know them as Dark and Dark Pictures Anthology, um, The Quarry, and Until Dawn. I didn't know they had anything to do with Little Nightmares, no, but their name came up on this Dawn. trailer. It was Tarsier Studios for the first one, and the second one... Second one was Supermassive, and Tarsier, or Tarsier, or however you and say it. I believe it, three so. is both of them again Just, so okay that maybe makes they're sense. helping out or something i didn't know that yeah and then very little nightmares the mobile game which also by the way is good if people just want like a mobile version of that game it's pretty good this Was is the first one studio. with online co-op yeah i mean i don't care about that part i like the solo play i was a little bit worried watching the video of being like is it going to be forced co-op? But they were like, no, nah, you can play alone with like both characters. So that's good. Uh, Age of Empires 4 kind of stealth dropped on Xbox during all this. They had announced yep. it was coming, but they just had no release date. And then it all, all of a sudden came out. So that's on Game Pass. Yep. I'm trying to think uh, anything else jump out at me. Yeah, what else was here? Oh, there's, there's Sonic Frontiers is getting more stages as free dlc yeah i mean i'm not gonna play that but that's that is a <laughs> thing the thing is is that all the games that like i'm kind of waiting for i'm waiting for because i know about them like i didn't need to that's the thing is there's, there's lots on here that i'm excited about like uh cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty still very excited about that alan Wake 2 that was a very cool trailer still very excited about that um nope you know, Mortal Kombat 1, very excited about that. But yeah, nothing really new here. Actually, you know what? That's not true. Uh, Dustborn looked pretty cool, uh, like a cel-shaded RPG. Uh, right. Turn-based yep. RPG, that looked really cool. And then there was one near the end. I don't know if it's in this list, which is kind of messed up. Well, what was the name of it? I tweeted about it. Thank Hang goodness on. you're here. Yes. Yeah. That looks great. Published by Panic, um, yep. which I don't think they published anything other than the play date since Untitled Goose Game. Um, and I guess okay, this team yeah. put out a free game back in 2019 that's on Steam, so I want to play that. Uh, it's weird. This, this game looks cool, I, so I want to play. I want to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I was disappointed because I wasn't really expecting anything, but I feel like I got what I expected <laughs> with kind of like nothing too new. Nothing crazy. And... Um, another live stream where someone that Jeff Keeley's hosting or someone ran up on stage to shout some weird nonsense. Yeah. I think when I was watching that, I just said something like, thanks fucking Bill Clinton kid. Look what you did. Just yep. you little yeah. So, so people, for people who don't know, someone ran up there and just started yelling like, where's GTA six, where's GTA six. Yeah. So that's a, that's annoying and a bummer, but what can you do? Uh, did you watch the Future Games show yesterday? No. Anything to call up from there? Yeah, there's a bunch of like smaller stuff in there. Uh, I think there was a few. Th I mean, there's a few things that came out like today, like Blasphemous 2 came out today. So I'm excited that they showed Robocop Rogue City. That's, I think, more of a John thing. But that game looked cool, too. Um, Did I'm pretty sure we've seen or heard this one before. It's called Axolotl, but it's AK and then Zolotl. It's the like weird Axolotl type animal or whatever holding yeah. an AK-47. And it's like a nuclear throne type game almost. Oh, yeah, I that sounds that familiar. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they showed that again. That looked cool to me. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of like little stuff like that. But it's usually pretty fun. There's so many things that they showed in there that I don't know that there's anything like 
super call out worthy though. Okay. No. Well, so moving on, I think Gamescom is still happening. Probably into it this is. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Epic announced a first run program that is opt in. It's an exclusivity program. It's going to give developers a boost in their net revenue share. If people remember a couple of years back, Epic came out and said, instead of doing the typical 70, 30 that everyone else does, you know, mainly steam, uh, we're going to do an 88, 12. And that kind of forced a lot of other people to kind of like match them a bit. Now Epic yeah. is going to give a hundred percent of the revenue to these developers for the first six months if they're an Epic Store exclusive. And then I'm assuming it would that's revert great. back to that 88, uh, 100. So yeah, that's good for them. It's definitely going to get more people or more indie games for sure. Actually, it's probably going to get a lot of triple A's uh, being yeah. exclusive too because that's just free money. Like why wouldn't yeah, you just double A's, triple A's for sure. Especially if what you don't I... have to do s- six months mm-hmm. and then you can go to Steam. Like why not? Yeah. What, the only thing I'm worried about at all is that people still have this fuck Epic Game Store thing and like I don't want that to hurt developers. So I'm hope I'm hoping kind of that that turns around a little bit and developers feel like they can release on <laughs> Epic for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the people who are saying that they're, they're just a vocal minority. And again, this is just I six so. months. So if it's that big a deal, just wait your six months and then. Yeah, you can buy it on Steam, on Steam and this developer yeah. that you care so much about will just get a little bit less money. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, It looks like it's open to everyone. It's launching on, on, let's see, this program is open to developers and publishers with registered Epic Game developer accounts and eligible products launching on or after October 16th. No, that's a good change. That's awesome. Especially because that's like when, for a lot of people, the hype is the hottest for a game. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, it is just um, it's another tactic to, for Epic to do, but at the same time, like the developer wins here. So like, why not? Win, win. Good for them. Yep. Epic has so much money. <laughs> I'm so glad you pulled this next uh, this next news story because I heard about this and I wanted to kind of read a little bit more. Yeah. Into it. Speaking of so much money, this is crazy. So yeah, Activision Blizzard, we know the whole merger. It's still going on. And if you remember, the one thing that was blocking it was over in the EU, they said that, no, we don't support this merger because or this acquisition, because if that happens, it's going to make Microsoft a monopoly when it comes to cloud gaming. Yeah, which they haven't. They also kind of said, like, cloud gaming is not really a big thing, but by owning this brand it will kind of cement them as like the leading and it'll make it hard for anyone to even become a competitor. So what Microsoft is now proposing and it hasn't been approved or anything yet, they've just kind of struck this deal. The EU is going to come back and and look it over and and relook at the deal is they are selling off the cloud gaming rights to Activision Blizzard titles to Ubisoft. That's the part that I'm just like, Ubisoft, what the fuck? It is funny because it was like, <laughs> we had been, we've been talking about this acquisition for what seems like 18 months or whatever it is. Ubisoft's yep. not mentioned once. And then all of a sudden, yep. Ubisoft's here. <laughs> yep. And so, and the day, the, the morning this was announced, Ubisoft even put out a press release saying, yep, Activision Blizzard titles are coming to Ubisoft Plus. Like it's a done deal as far as they're concerned. Which yeah. I guess that part of the deal is done. Like, regardless of whether or not this happens, they're going to do this. Uh, so it's so weird. So they're hoping that if Ubisoft is is the rights holder for the cloud streaming, it'll make Microsoft n- no longer the majority on cloud gaming and the EU will approve it. And this isn't just in the EU. This will be the cloud gaming rights everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's important to mention. It's cloud gaming rights, period, just in case that wasn't clear. So my one question, I'm not sure if this article mentions it. Does that mean that these games went, let's say they come to Game Pass, they just won't come to the cloud part of Game Pass? Because not every game does get added into cloud. Yeah, I think you'll need Ubisoft's uh, plus for it to work, I guess, with Game Pass. If you want the cloud. Well, or you just don't subscribe to Game Pass, you subscribe to Ubisoft Plus, and then you can cloud stream those games. For the cloud, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so Weird. weird. So let me try and find like the uh the money that's they haven't exactly said the the money but um 
This includes executing an agreement effective at the closing of our merger that transfers the cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision Blizzard PC and console games released over the next 15 years to Ubisoft Entertainment. And then where's the part where they talk about the money? But it's it, it's so whatever was happening, I guess some lump sum is getting paid along with royalties, like a portion uh, based on use or something like that. I can't find the exact quote right now. Interesting. Hmm. This is so crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I'm going to see if the Ubisoft. No, the Ubisoft one probably wouldn't mention how much they have to pay back. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But anyways, I wasn't expecting this. Uh, I'm curious where this goes. Oh, here we go. How exactly will this messy divesture work? According to the Competition and Markets Authority in the UK, Ubisoft will compensate Microsoft through a one-off payment as well as a wholesale pricing mechanism that includes the option to pay based on usage. Ubisoft will then have the ability to license out the games to other subscription services as well as pay a fee to force Microsoft to port Activision games to competing PC gaming operating systems like Linux. Jesus so if anything, by Microsoft doing that, they're getting a bit of money back from Ubisoft. Ubisoft yeah, is buying yeah. the right to get to do this. So It doesn't make sense to me that Ubisoft even has money, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I mean, clearly getting access to Call of Duty is the biggest name in the game when it comes to the video game industry. So now that Ubisoft gets, gets yeah. a, a fork in that. Yeah, they're probably set. It's weird because like, I think... With, like on this side where we talk about games a bunch or whatever, we've always known Call of Duty's big, but I think this really, for me specifically, illuminated just how big it is to these people in business. Like it's crazy. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I'm sure yeah. every I'm sure every time Ubisoft launches a new launches a new shooter, they are like, yeah. "Is this going to dig into Call of Duty at all?" And that's yeah. the goal, right? Like, yeah, anyone even like shooter. overtake it because you can't. But like, can it dig into like 10 percent maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, you know, EA is obviously thinking about that with Battlefield. It is yeah. if you're making a shooter, you have to be considering how Call of Duty affects. Yeah. You know, so. For sure. Anyways, we'll see how this once again continues. Uh, reported over from Axios immortals speaking of ubisoft uh yeah. the like breath of the wild clone that was all greek themed uh they sources are sharing with axios that ubisoft has canceled immortals 2 um yeah there's a few details here which kind of made the game sound actually pretty interesting um let me see where it was going to be inspired from uh, the player's character would curry favor with various Polynesian gods, gain elemental powers and shapeshift while gaining new tattoos based on the choices they made as the game story progressed. I understand it that was supposed great. to be a combination of uh, Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring is what their kind of inspirations were going to be. Yeah, like a giant open world RPG. That makes sense. Sure. Um, players would be hopping from island to island, each a fictional version of places such as New Zealand, Tahiti, Easter Island and Hawaii. That's awesome. Holy shit. Uh, the, the interesting thing, though, is the goal was to make a game very different from the rest of Ubisoft's portfolio. U Ubisoft open world games typically take place across a map that's filled with quest markers and players are often guided with a compass or arrow that directs them to the next objective. However, the developers plan to drop a lot of those helpers in favor of requiring players to search harder to figure out where to go by tracking animals, following the wind or navigating via position of the stars in the in-game sky. It's sad because the reason why this is canceled is 100% because it's too unsafe. They were going to try some new stuff that sounds great to us, and that probably scared people away from it, from greenlighting it. That sucks because it sounds great. I love this. Uh, in July, as news of the cancellation broke, a Ubisoft rep told Axios the company was redirecting and reallocating some creative teams and resources within the Quebec studio to other unannounced projects. The expertise and technologies these teams developed will serve as an accelerator for the development of these key projects focused on our biggest brands. So this is kind of a bummer when yeah. you look back at 
that announcement that Ubisoft had where they announced like five Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, this this is like the Raven software thing of just like they released some cool games. What are they doing now? Making Call of Duty maps. <laughs> yeah, so it has yeah, that energy. Cool. To be fair, I don't I don't hear anyone talking about Immortals. I played, you know, a handful of hours of that. I thought it was cool, but I didn't finish it. Um, yeah. So maybe okay. I'm part of the that problem because I'm also planning to play Assassin's Creed so I could absolutely be part of the problem. Didn't that game come out at like the worst possible time too, though? Like that came out in a remember. stacked month, I think, too. Like, I remember it not doing very well and people not talking about it. <laughs> OK, maybe. Yeah, I don't quite remember. Maybe, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, to, to give uh, Ubisoft a couple points, that new Star Wars game seems pretty cool. So that might be a little bit yeah. different, although maybe it's going to be formulaic in terms of how open world games go for Ubisoft. I guess we'll see. It could just be Far Cry with a Star Wars skin. Who knows? That I'm really hoping it's a little bit more than that, but I cynically think that's what it is already. I think I grabbed the wrong story. Xbox has announced it is doing console wraps that's what they're calling them um sure yeah so unlike the playstation 5 where you can take the panels off and replace them with a a colored panel this just like wraps around it so i guess it makes the console a little thicker they're starting off with a starfield design that i actually think looks pretty nice it's 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 sleek it mimics the designs of the of the controller and the headset that they that are starfield themed uh that one's going to be 50 dollars they've also announced coming later are two like camo ones that I think look pretty ugly. Those will be $45. So clearly they think they're a little ugly too. Yeah. I think the Starfield one looks pretty sick. Like I would probably maybe consider getting something like that if I had one of these. These I are th- expensive. This is like- why I haven't pulled the trigger on the PlayStation ones because these are they're always $50 and it's like I don't care enough. The PlayStation yeah. 5 also sits behind my TV. I wouldn't even get to look at it. And I mean, it's not even one of your fellow hosts <laughs> to put on the I console. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, over on the Nintendo side, Charles Martinet is retiring from the Mario voice, from doing all voice acting in uh, in Nintendo titles. He is moving on to a brand new role of Mario Ambassador, which I have okay. no idea what that even means. Bigger head, I guess, just shaking hands, kissing. He's babies. just on. He's yeah. He's on rotation. If they need him for something, yeah. yeah. But um, good job to him. He's been doing it for a long time. He did Wario as well. I think he did some others. Did he do Waluigi? Did he, did he do Luigi? I, I, I mean, I've always hated Mario's voice, and I don't care about this at all. Wow. So I'm the wrong okay. person to ask. All right. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, good for no, him. Good for I always him heard for he was like a super nice dude. He would often show up a lot, yeah. at a lot of their PR things. Um, so he can finally rest. <laughs> he didn't die. <laughs> like, well, I don't know what Mario and his soul is means. at. His soul is at peace. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we talked about this a week or two ago that Baldur's Gate was having trouble coming out on Xbox because they weren't able to hit parity on the Series S with the split-screen multiplayer. Right. It sounds like they have worked with Xbox to come up with a deal, and that deal is just don't put split-screen multiplayer on the Series S. So it is now coming out to the Xbox later this year. It's going to have cross-save. So that's good because this is probably like my preferred place. I don't know if I'm going to buy it a second time, though, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, said, that, said that after meeting with the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer at GamesCon, he was super happy to confirm that Larian found a solution that allows us to bring Baldur's Gate 3 to Xbox players this year still, something we've been working toward for some time. And yeah, it basically is just the Series S version will not have split screen co-op. But the Series X version will. Does this lead to a slippery slope of like, well, now that like the gate is open, what other devs are like, yeah, I just can't get it to work actually on this piece of shit. So it's got to come out on the good one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that that has been a thing where some devs have come yeah. out and said, like, it's it's hard making it run well on the Series S and it. But but Xbox makes us have to be able to put out a version on both. Um, I don't know, like that. That's been a question since the beginning is the S holding Xbox development back in some way. 
whereas they could focus on just putting as much into the X version as possible. Also, like if this if Baldur's Gate wasn't the giant juggernaut that it became on official 1.0 release, I don't think this new story happens. Like Xbox is definitely like, oh shit, this thing's actually huge. Okay, what can you do? Anything to release this. Yeah, especially <laughs> since it's coming out on PlayStation in like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're probably no, I right. Get as they were like, we need this. It, it, this is not a good look. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then the last news story here is that we have a, a date for the Game Awards for this year. It's going to be December 7th. This is actually going to be the 10th Game Awards with Man. the actual name, the Game Awards. I can't believe it's already been 10 years of it years. being this. I wasn't yes. planning on going to it again, but I could probably get a ticket to this one since I was able to get one last year. But the 10th one might be kind of a fun one to go to because there might be like some special. Yeah, you 10th. never know. But so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I'm doing in December. But either way, you know, we'll be talking about it uh, after the 7th. I mean, I'll definitely That's, just watch it live. So that'll be a thing. I, I'm going to I'll watch it live too, either in person or at home. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's do some questions. If you want to send a question in, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. box. And you could sound mm-hmm. like a hi who writes, since this is the Don't Trust the Genie podcast, favorite mm-hmm. movies or series with a genie or some genie wish power equivalent. Okay, I mean, I mean the obvious one. It's a it's Aladdin, yeah. So let's talk about Kazam, the Shaquille O'Neal rapping genie. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I can't. All I can uh, my my association with this is the uh-huh. like the thing where everyone thought Shazam was a real thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, people got that mixed up. And now Shazam is a real thing, but just now, not in the 90s. So <laughs> I'm trying to look up other other genie stuff a lot of these are old movies i have never heard of sure, oh there is yeah. the, there is the Idris Elba Jin in the th- 3000 years of longing i like half that movie that came out last year what about the horror movie series wishmaster which is just like monkey's paw that. ideas like just wishes go bad because of course they do oh that's how genie stuff works yeah yeah that's why we hate them here yeah, I'm looking at this Wikipedia list of genies in film. There's not a lot. What about I, I Dream of Genie? Again, so my association with that is is the, the Bugs Bunny movie. spoof. Oh, where he weird. says, okay. I dream of Genie. She's a nice brown hair referring to a rabbit. Okay. Oh, no, there is an easy answer to this, and it's DuckTales and the what is it the treasure of the lost that sounds stupid the lost lamp movie treasure of the lost lamp that sounds like bad english but i think that's what it's called it is basically just like a long episode it's like a little over an hour oh actually it it is on this list ducktales the movie treasure of the lost lamp that is what yo that movie slaps (laughs) it's so good I'll i'll take your word for it i don't know yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I think it's just, yeah, you're not going to beat Aladdin. Robin Williams is yeah, the genie. No. Like, absolutely not. I mean, I watched the live action Aladdin. It's one of the better live action Disney movies, which is a very low bar. And Will Smith looks like he's having fun as the genie. I, I liked Will Smith in that role, too. Before yeah. he became the biggest piece of shit in the world. I thought it was fun. So. Other than that, yeah, a lot of these movies I don't, I've never even heard of, so... Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Look it up. Okay. Next question from VGC Kenny. You got a call from Illumination. They're ready to make more Nintendo movies. And they ask you to be a consultant for the next thing they're working on, which is Kirby the movie. (laughs) What ideas or suggestions would you give? Make it animated. Just make it just make it fully animated. Kirby make the voice actor. I can't say Danny DeVito. Well, it's so here's the, the it's yeah, you can't say most, Danny DeVito again. It's well, here, here's the question. Do you give Kirby a voice? Cause I don't think Kirby ever has speaking roles. 
Mm. And I don't even think they're English when he does have speaking. Doesn't he just say like high pitched sounds kind of like squeals and stuff? I can't remember. Does he talk in the animated series? Can somebody that's the, like that's the one I watched mm-hmm. a bunch of and I, I don't believe yeah. so. I think he just. Like it's like an animal kind of. Yeah, making it an eldritch horror would be hilarious. The, ca- the characters honestly. around Kirby talk. Oh, the show uh, Kirby right back at you. That was, that's the show I'm talking about. Yeah, so he does. I don't talk. know. OK, that's a th- does Kirby have enough traits to even be a character like Kirby? Kirby is such a flat character. Well, he sucks and blows. <laughs> but like in terms of like the personality, it's he can eat a lot and then he's a hero, right? Isn't that all there is to Kirby? What else? That's just the American dream, baby. <laughs> yes. So that's true. Yeah. What else um, would you ask for in a hero? Uh, the big question is who does Seth Rogen voice? Because that fucker is in every single thing. I could see him so. doing King DD. God damn it. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that lines up pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Or just make him like a waddle D, just like some dumb character that doesn't that says like one line or something. What other like characters? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think there? of like movies where the main character does not speak. And okay, some stuff that comes to mind is like I guess in the most recent Mad Max, he speaks very little, but he does say a few lines. Yeah. But can you think of anything where the main character just does not speak? Ever? Um. Does Ryan Gosling's character in Drive speak? I think so. Yeah, he must. Drive right? did because pop into my head, but I think he does. The Quiet Man. <laughs> I, who, I can tell you who plays you I would Meta Knight. Not... Who plays Boy's Meta Knight? I don't know. Um, Give it to the guy who did the main character in Final Fantasy 16. He's got a good, like, kind of gravelly voice. And he's on Twitter right now pretending to be Mario that swears because, you know, they're obviously looking for a new Mario. So give it to that guy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. People are saying Shape of Water. She's mute. That's right. Okay. And even the monster doesn't speak either. So that's a pretty good one. Wally, another, that's another good one. Yeah, does he does, does Wally make like beeps and boops, or is that all? You know, because he, he says Eve. He says Eve yeah, like he all says the time. Eve, Eve. Yeah, yeah. He totally talks all. In fact, he doesn't stop talking as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you count like little beeps and boops, he makes sounds like talking. He doesn't at that point shut you, you're just saying like R two D two doesn't talk when R two D two absolutely is conveying emotion with the beeps yeah, and boops the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Would you what would you want? I don't even know what I would want from a Kirby movie like. Shenanigans, probably. I would want shenanigans. Guess I just but don't like, care enough about the like supporting cast. Delicious looking food, probably. Oh, definitely an eating contest that Kirby just wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that has to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Suku Suku writes, as content creators, do you feel like you have a different perspective on video games than the average consumer? Has this hurt or helped your enthusiasm for specific video games? Dude, like, just, like, don't even think about, like, podcasters, content creators. You listening to a podcast have a completely different perspective on video games than an average consumer. Because average consumers know about the one or two things that they love to play with their buddies every year. And that's it. They don't like think about games that are coming out or indies or any of that shit. But there is the the aspect of like where I'm I'm sure they're trying to kind of get at is like, are you playing games so that you have content for the show? Like we know we ran into this with like TDP plus where sometimes you can feel forced to play games when you're not feeling it. Um, um, I know, I know in the past, any all of the hosts have expressed that was just the regular show as well uh, wanting to talk about stuff i remember nathan would often mention this as well um i don't think i've run into it personally um i like to try a lot of different stuff so i naturally yeah okay with being able to talk about a variety of stuff every week 
yeah, I'm I'm pretty similar. I also in the off chance that I didn't play something, which which is rare, I also very much enjoy talking about video game news. So there's always some game news or there's emails and questions and stuff. Like I just like enjoy doing the podcast, but um, industry stuff, yeah. No, I mean like I even cover games as part of my job from time to time, as you obviously know. So it's like I I have I have the interest there, so it doesn't kind of ruin it for me. Um, but I could definitely I've definitely heard from coworkers and stuff. Like when I was at GameSpot and whatnot, where they were saying, like, you know, working at this job is making me want to play games less when I'm not at the job and stuff like that. I fortunately have not run into that, but I could definitely see that being the case. Yeah. But so like and yes, the average consumer is a completely we're completely different beasts from the average consumer when it comes to video game intake by far. Uh, Q Jazzy says. When you feel kind of down and blue, what game or games do you play when you want to lift your spirits? I don't think I have a go-to game like that I'll always come back to, but it's probably whatever competitive, I guess it's, they're often shooters I'm playing right Apex. now. Apex? Which is, in the past it was Apex. Right now it's it's Overwatch 2 or, or maybe uh, Exo Primal because I'm trying to get through that. Um, it's just something that I don't have to like pay much attention to. And I can kind of just turn my brain off because it's yeah. like, it's going to be the same loop that I'm pretty used to, but it's, you know, since it's a different match, it's different players. There's just enough there to kind of hold my interest. Sure. Uh, Picross and Mario. Sure. And you know, uh, and this one requires a bit of setup, so I don't do it often, but like I have rock band ready to go at all times. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rasterman writes, if you were to stay offline for a week, what would be the first thing you'd catch up on uh, upon reconnection? My emails. Easy. 100%. I, I hate having like a bunch of unread emails in my email. Okay. I don't think I get anything like of interest in my email box um it would probably just be twitter i would probably just go through twitter and i would probably actually because i would want to know like what's been going on in like game news stuff i would probably go to our discord because people submit news and that's kind of a real quick way to get some like interesting news fed directly to me yeah that's true dead rights will mario's voice be replaced with an ai Fucking hope not, man. <laughs> I hope not either. You know they gotta be... Well, actually, Nintendo might be the one company not considering it. Because yeah. I could feel them actually, like, caring about, like, respect for the craft. Well, I, I mean, I hope you're right. I just don't think anybody has any respect for anything anymore. <laughs> I hope you're I mean, right. yeah, you get up to enough dollar bills, and that's that's definitely the case. But, I yeah, I hope not, too. It seems like it would be too soon. Yeah. Uh, Lineback with Mar- Martinet now retiring. He's left some very big shoes to fill. Therefore, who should be chosen to perform the insurmountable task that is being the new voice actor of Waluigi? So I guess he did do Waluigi. Also, oh, okay. I forbid the answer of Chris Pratt is 90% of the Internet is apparently under the belief that they are the first ones to make that joke. Uh, I think it should be Matt Barry. He would make a fantastic Waluigi or a Wario. He should do Wario in the movie. That's my vote. The guy who plays, what's his name? Rot, Roddy Rotten or whatever the fuck from Lazy oh, Town. He kind of looks like Waluigi. Okay, sure. <laughs> Doesn't he have a French accent though? I get. I mean, I guess Waluigi is going to France. <laughs> sure, that's true. And he's picking up the. Picking up the dialect. Oh, he's dead, apparently. Apparently he's wow. dead. Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, he died from cancer. Well, that's a bummer. Way to go, Paul. <laughs> I, out of all the people, I picked the one dead guy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Endless Beat writes, what's each of y'all's favorite fan, or each of y'all's fan-made gaming content you've either seen or played over the years? I'm guessing they mean favorite. Or just any that you've interacted with. I don't know if I've played like fan games. The closest, the only thing that came to mind is I do have that fan translation of the first Rhythm Heaven 
that Rhythm Tengoku that just came out in Japan. I have a fake copy of that. You played Mario played Maker. Much fan that stuff. counts. Fan Which levels. Oh, Mario Maker. Okay, I guess Mario Maker. Yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, sure. Uh, some of my favorite stuff are the Resident Evil randomizers are great uh, for just remixing that stuff. But it was Kendo's cut and Kendo's cut uncut uh, Resident Evil Two hack from like a few years ago. That was fantastic. Um been trying some rom hacks recently super mario rom hacks and those are great there was that celeste mario celeste mario zapping dash or whatever the hell it was called which was uh mario one with celeste uh dashing and wall climbing and stuff like that that was amazing yeah uh, there's a bunch yeah you definitely play a lot more than i do Uh, Phantom Aegis, what's your favorite dip for chips slash crisps? If I'm going to use dip for anything, it's going to be salsa with like uh, like that with chips or whatever. I don't dip usually. So chips, yeah, it's probably salsa. Like if I get chips at like a Mexican restaurant, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. usually try out their salsas. I, I on my own we'll put guacamole on a lot of the food that I make. Um, back when I was eating like, you know, Lay's potato chips, like a dill pickle dip, I would use pretty regularly. Okay. I've had them a few times, but like, I don't particularly like them, so I don't buy them. But if somebody has it, I'll have like a couple. I barely eat chips as it is. Like if we're talking about sure. like what dips I'll put on, like my, I can put most of my salsa intake is like on a burrito. Okay, Sure. Makes sense. Or like cheese, I guess, like I, I, I would like rather fake like nacho make, cheese. Well, no, I would rather like melt cheese on them. Yeah, if I'm gonna do absolutely. Cheese. But but like there are like queso dips or whatever, which are basically just like cheesy, like spicy salsas or whatever, essentially. So those are usually yeah, I ate okay, a lot of that me. growing up. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ace Viru says. What's the most memorable or recent example of a product hitting you right in the nostalgia bits? Something that makes both kid you and old man you smile with joy. I feel like there was something reason. Baldur's Gate, man. Like that makes oh, really? me just feel. Yeah, that makes me feel like a kid again, just playing like a stupidly giant RPG in this world that I like am kind of exploring and wanting to see every corner of and falling in love with these characters or whatever. It's been great. Pokemon often does this. Like I even start thinking like maybe I should like watch some of the anime again uh, when when I'm doing sure. It. But the one that comes to mind that like hit me extremely hard in this exact way was Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, OK, sure. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man stuff in general usually does that for me because I grew up obsessed with Spider-Man and that never really changed too much, I guess. Yep. Um. Mega Man games, when they do these like new throwback ones or whatever, I just get that same feeling of like when I was a kid again every time. That stuff's fun. All right. If you want to send a question in for next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Baldur's Gate. And mine's Immortals of Avium. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Don't trust a genie. Don't. Yeah. (laughs)